Testing, testing. Hi guys, welcome back to uh, this week's podcast. As you can see, I've been uh, left on my own some today. So um, this week's podcast, I thought I would go through a couple of things which we talk about when we go out on our chiropractic uh, community talks. And a lot of people don't really stop and consider that there's actually different types of healthcare systems out there. And they, um, it's really quite interesting when you break them down of how different we can utilize these systems. So did you know that according to the uh, Bloomberg study in uh, 2017, where they, they go around the different countries um, in the world and, and assess generally their quality of healthcare, um, anything through from alcohol rates, suicide rates, to feeding, um, exercise, through to um, you know, mental health, accessibility to, to healthy foods. And um, it's really quite interesting that um, Italy ranks number one. And you would think uh, when you look at their per capita investment as how much money they invest, I think it's around or just under um, the UK expenditure. When you then look at countries like the US, who spend the most amount of money on their healthcare system, um, they only rate down at 34. So why is that? You know, why is their health index in the US so low, whereas uh, in, in Italy it's higher? And we can understand that Italy has the Mediterranean lifestyle, it has the Mediterranean diet, it has the outdoor, but are you also aware that in Italy, the, they tend to also have a better community um, healthcare. What I mean by that is they have a better, better sense of the community looking out for each other. And that loneliness has always been regarded as one of the highest causes of poor health, health outcomes. You know, loneliness, not necessarily access to healthy food and water, it's loneliness. Um, so it shows the, 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 the sense of community and mental health as well as the Mediterranean diet and the lifestyle and the you know, the high fish oils and everything we already know along those lines. So my question uh, this week to you is, how is your healthcare system working for you? Have you ever actually stopped and thought about what healthcare system or systems are there out there for you to utilize, as well as also whose responsibility is this? Do we sit back and wait for the government to tell us what to eat and what to do and how to exercise, or do we invest in ourselves and go out and look at these things and become proactive. So um, we've got to kind of go back in healthcare and understand there's, there's, there's a timeline here. So the first timeline really, if we go back to uh, different stages in, in human history and looking at health, goes to the hunter-gatherer. Now, hunter-gatherer, you've got to go back probably about 500,000 years um, along the lines of kind of equatorial Africa. This was uh, a time where it was very much food was feast or famine. Obviously, no refrigeration. You ate off the land. You ate what was available. The main cause of health issues and, and death and mortality rates in those days was uh, trauma and infection, you know, pre-medication, pre-antibiotics particularly, and uh, it's kind of a hazardous job living and staying alive and, and getting food. Um, stats suggest that there's about a 45% mortality rate by the age of 15. The mean age of uh, decline of health was in the early 30s. Um, and this is a time when there was no, uh, no medications, 
Um, the lifestyle was pretty much about survival and it was a, a traditional uh, live and what you can eat and feed. So people tend to think that the hunter-gatherer time was super fit, etc. And, and it probably was a time of people being super fit. But they were also, when they had feasts, they never uh, went out and exercised. They didn't go down to the equivalent of the gym. Um, they lay around, they rested. It's a bit like the life of a lion in the wild. Um, they had food, they rested, they conserved their energy. When there was uh, famine, they, they you know, nuts and seeds and foraged, or they had abundance when there was food available. So they gorged or they fasted. You then have to fast forward to about 10 BC, and probably around the time of, of the Egyptians, where you then started getting the concept of mo modern farming. Uh, this was really regarded in Egypt, the area called the Fertile Crescent. It's the area where um, we started to provide food in a farming sense. That we know it was along the lines of the flooding of the Nile. Um, the major cause for um, health concerns, and that was infection. You had heat, you had uh, moisture, uh, you had the, the great um, abundance of food, but you had the no real real traditional, as we know it, westernized medication. Um, so there was the introduction of abundance foods, we also introduction of grains and cereals coming into our diet, uh, and meat on a little bit more of a predictable, regular um, basis. And you had the, the starting of husbandry or farming where we kept animals. Then we have to fast forward to the early 1800s, where we have more the influence that we understand today of industrialization. With industrialization, we started having in the 1800s an increased element of food processing, and this starts affecting our, our, uh, our health. Uh, we have an increased production for the masses, so we've increased sugar, which in many uh, early 1800s hundreds was a luxury, now becomes very much a more co uh, common um, commodity as well as also flour, so we start having the influence of breads and, and sugars and, and sweet treats. We also have in the 1800s the concept of more women entering the, uh, the workforce. So we have a change in uh, health status of that, mainly because of breastfeeding. And we have the concept of uh, women entering the wor workforce, so a change in, um, in inf infant care and infant health. Uh, we also then start finding the 1800s, the more modern day lifestyle, chronic conditions that we know of today. We start having the heart disease, the obesity, the diabetes. These are things which weren't really um, picked up in the hunter-gatherer or even the early farming days because there wasn't that abundance or influence of sugars and grains and, and flour. Uh, we're also interested in, in 1928, we have the, intro, the introduction of penicillin. And that greatly changed the, uh, the historical vulnerability of infection and greatly changes our, our health, state, our health status and predictability of health. And then after the Second World War particularly, we have a marked increase in industrialization, a marked increase in sugar and the introduction of processed foods, for example, vegetable fats. And we start having the, the modern day concepts of the high fructose corn syrups, the sweeteners and also in the 70s, 80s, probably more 80s, the introduction of Frankenstein foods, you know, the margarines, the, the sweeteners. And these are really significantly changing our, our, our health status. So when we look at uh, our health line, we can see why certain modern day health conditions are reflective of, of that timeline.
And uh, so in today's state, we tend to have two things to consider. Um, in our healthcare, we have a sickness-based system and we have a wellness or a healthcare system. Now, the key of this is not to get confused with the word healthcare. Healthcare is the umbrella term. It's encompassing both forms. Uh, healthcare is bounced around in that we tend to go, we've got private healthcare, we've got the government provides healthcare. Um, healthcare in, this, in, in, in today's form, what I'm referring to is that umbrella term of encompassing all care that is aimed at our health. See, because within healthcare, you have two real systems. You have a sickness care system and a healthcare system. So a sickness care system is really aimed at relief of symptoms. It's aimed at we have a, the body has, is giving us symptoms. These are unfavorable. These are uncomfortable. These are things which we generally, they are signs that we're not functioning well. So we take a medication, we take a remedy, we, take, we have a treatment, some form of intervention which causes or allows a relief of those symptoms. So on the other hand, we have a system which is about healthcare, which is to optimize our function, to help the body be at its best, to express life at its full potential. These are two very different concepts. Um, and although the initial thought process is, is to think that they are opposites, they in fact both exist. Um, they both need to exist. So symptom relief is a bit like saying, I'm banging my thumb with a hammer, my thumb is sore. The main focus of that is the pain in my thumb, so I need something, a remedy, an intervention, which will take the pain away from my thumb. If our focus is on the pain, then that system is very effective of dealing with that problem, being the pain. Um, uh, another way of looking at, and that's a very much of a reductionist system, another way of looking at a vitalistic symptom or functional system is to say, why is that happening? So um, the hammer being is the problem. So whilst we control the pain in the thumb, we need to address the hammer so that the hammer doesn't hit the thumb so we don't have the problem in the first place. The other way of looking at that, these healthcare systems, the sick, sickness care healthcare system or wellness system is like if you have a, your, a house and the house has a fire, the first person you would phone is the fire brigade. They are the ones who control the fire, they put out the fire, they use modern technology, high-tech equipment to control and extinguish the fire. Once the fire is out, the fire engine and the fire brigade leave. Their job is done. They've controlled the situation. They've put out the crisis. When you then look at your house, it's in tatters. It's, it's burnt. It's broken down. It's flooded with water. It's in ruin. The fire brigade's job is not to build that back up. What well, you then bring in, you bring in the repair workers, the designers, uh, the restora restoration team, who then bring that house back to life. And maybe even the specialists who make that house uh, better than it was in the first place. So it doesn't have the risk of catching fire. So it is actually healthier and more safe to, to live in. Um, that's the wellness team. So these days there's a lot of confusion between sickness and wellness and, and that we're tending to look for wellness from a sickness care system. So for example, if you have a headache, a tablet may be very effective to help you control this, the, the pain of the headache but a tablet is not really addressing the underlying cause. The underlying cause may even be a normal stress response. So it's important to look at the stress 
and deal with other specialists whilst you control the symptoms. Do you get where we're getting at? There is symptom relief and then there's optimum health and optimum function. So when we look in uh, how, we, how we approach that, we've really got to look at those two subsystems in the questions we ask. First question is what and the other is why. So the what is what's going on. It's usually what most people go to a modern day medical practice to say, I'm having a headache, this is what can I help you with, what is the problem? And that's very important. But the other question is why? And we, I think in our modern day healthcare system, we're not asking the question why. Functional medicine, vitalistic uh, healthcare practitioners, like a vitalistic chiropractic, um, nutritional therapists, there's a lot of modern day uh, therapists who are working along in, in the modern day functional realm of, of also asking why. And I think we're not asking that question enough. Why would you be having the headache? Why do you think the body would do that? If you, if you are having a health crisis, it's important to ask what is going on and how we can deal with that. But the other important question, even once we are comfortable and we're over the initial crisis, we must break it down and look at why. Why would the body, which is a self-regulating uh, system, which is designed for optimum function, it's not designed to let us down. Why would the body be doing autoimmune issues? Why would it be doing irritable bowel? Why would it be doing um, headaches? It's very easy to rely on staying in the what and being comfortable, but very often that doesn't lead to long-term optimum health. It leads to uh, chronic care and it leads to chronic management of symptoms, um, which is fine for some, however, and, and sometimes it's needed, but it's not really looking at the cause. So if we want to look at the cause and we have, want to have optimum function, we need to go back and understand our timeline of health. What are the modern day challenges as far as modern industrialized uh, lifestyle? And we need to look back and start asking why. Why would the body do it? And why would, the, the, why would it be in the, best, the body's best interest to give you that symptom in the first place? So these are thing concepts that Ollie and I um, work closely with. It's a con concept which is very much uh, the forefront of, of my chiropractic practice and the development of our practice along functional and uh, functional health lines. So if there's any questions, anything along those lines, or we can be of service to you, uh, please drop us a line, uh, tag us, drop us an email, um, comment below, and uh, we'd like to... We'd like to continue working with you and helping our community to ask not only what, but why. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Cheers.